We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the absolutely epic early week podcast. Not exactly as early as it normally is going to be. We have to change the name. Uh, if you want to get all technical this week, it's the uh, it's well, it's definitely it's, it's definitely the early week podcast. Uh, I am your host, Dean Seventy Nine Hundred Four. If you want to get all technical on me, uh, we have two thirds of the OGs of the absolute epic original. Whoa! I've already butchered it. <laughs> I am fired immediately. Uh, JM is no longer here. It's clearly a lateral move based upon my last 40 seconds or so. Uh, Grant, please save me. Welcome to uh, Foosball. We're talking NFL. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. No, it's week one. I've been waiting for this pretty much since week, since the Super Bowl last year. Uh, we're getting started. Everything's great. Football's fun. I'm excited. This is a good podcast. End of sentence. <laughs> we're not submitting this to the uh, to the academy the last minute or so. At least uh, we're going to edit my portion out. Of course, that's great neat for you guys, though, Grant. And uh, Magellan himself, uh, back from sailing around the world, at least parts of the world to some degree. It's uh, it's one Bobby Five. Bobby, welcome uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, man. I'm happy to be back. This is actually the first time I've, I've recorded anything in like almost a month, like almost two months now. Um, so I'm ready to get back into it. I'm excited for football and uh, happy to be doing the show with you guys. Yeah, I was going to make a uh, shake the rust off joke, but clearly <laughs> I need the rust shaking off as well, too. Uh, this podcast, how, how long has this been going on for, Grant? A couple of years now, the, uh, the absolutely epic early week podcast? I think this was the first podcast me and Bobby did, so uh, just over two or two years exactly. This is year number three. All right, so uh, hopefully this isn't like when the bad TV series like gets desperate and all of a sudden they run out of good ideas, but... Uh, I, I will be doing my best to uh, host and steer the ship for sure. Uh, somebody did tweet us the other day, by the way. Somebody tweeted me specifically, Grant. And we had a conversation about this off air. And I want to clarify this because I, I think they were being a smartass and making a joke. Somebody says, uh, congrats, Dean, on being the Kirstie Alley of this podcast. 
Now, it took me a second. I'm like, Kirstie Alley. First of all, how old is this person making a Kirstie Alley reference? <laughs> uh, the, the, the second part of it is, I like, it, then it hit me. I'm like, wait a second. I'm replacing JM. Kirstie Alley famously replaced Shelley Long on Cheers. Now, it's, that's, a TV, that's a TV show, kids. Uh, you know, look it up. It's on the Google machine. It's probably on YouTube or somewhere out there, maybe Hulu. Uh, I, that's what I thought it was. I thought people were making, he was making the reference that I'm replacing JM, JM is Shelly Long. I'm Kirstie Alley, but you had a different theory. Uh, I think that he's referring to Christy Alley in The Parent Trap, the wonderful movie, the remake that was better. Uh, and me and Bobby are <laughs> twin Lindsay Lohans, and Bobby is the Lindsay Lohan from Europe. I'm the one from America. Up on a ranch. Right, Bobby, Bobby, chime in. Which, which, uh, which one sounds more plausible? Because that's ridiculous. Grants makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, but it's it's a funny idea. Um, I think I think it's funnier. Sure. I think you nailed it with the cheers thing. I think that that was that's exactly what they meant. All right, so we're going to be talking football in a second, and this is the absolutely uh, epic early week podcast. One of these days, I'm going to be able to say that correctly, but uh, yeah, absolutely epic early week podcast. And it's going to be out. We're recording Monday nights. So that is the plan going forward. And it is just what it is, guys. Uh, we're going to be recording, uh, talking about the NFL. Basically, it's a first look. Uh, <laughs> it, it don't, we're not going to be breaking uh, you know, X's and O's down too much. But we're going to be having fun talking football. And it's one of the first listens you guys should have as the week progresses. And our minds may change. Grant and Bobby, I'm sure. Bobby, your, your mind, I, I imagine at some point, it, you know, from Monday's recording to Sunday, it changes at some point. But uh, you know, that, that's why we're, we're going to try to be loose, try to talk some football. But, uh, yeah, it is – am I allowed to change my mind is what I'm asking, Bobby. Is it okay Absolutely. if I say I like this guy? Yeah, is that the house rules here? You have to, but I think it is nice, you know, for the people who do listen, if you – you know, if hopefully they follow you, follow you on Twitter, um, to send out a tweet if you're going to do something completely different than what you planned or something. That's what I like to do anyway, or I try to do it. But, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to stick with what we're going to say early in the week. This week will be easier because it's the first week of the season. But it's still going to be kind of tricky. So yes, you definitely reserve the right to change. But uh, I do think that a lot of the times, though, when I've when I've kept my lineups that I've built during these shows in the past, I've done really well with it. So sometimes the early first look can be the best. Grant, uh, speaking of Twitter, by the way, I, I uh, took uh, some tweets. I asked Twitter before we jumped on and recorded. I asked them. I said, "Hey, uh, Twitter, give me your hottest takes for Week One." So we're going to bring up some guys that uh, fired us some tweets uh, earlier. Uh, earlier in the week. Oh, Bobby, one more thing I wanted to ask. Uh, well, Grant's rant's going to come up for a second. I don't want to steal your deal, Grant, because I just have one. It's singular. I just have one rant. I don't know if it's a rant. It's more of a question. Bobby, we were supposed to record on Monday. You went to a wedding on Monday. Who in the world? Like, this is the first, the world's first wedding on a Monday. Is this a, like, I, I can't imagine. Who gets married on a Monday? You are aware that it was Labor Day, right? Yeah, it's still like being married on a Sunday during a normal I mean, weekend. No was, one does that. I thought it was ludicrous. No. I thought it was completely ludicrous, if you ask me. Um, it's really nuts. Uh, it's a good friend of mine. We had an amazing time and a very long, fun-filled weekend. But uh, I honestly have no idea still to this moment why the wedding was yesterday. I, I, it, it's not going to last. That's why. I mean, two people – maybe they just both agree that's Ooh. a great idea. But he <laughs> 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 coming out firing. Oh, I mean, look, unless, unless they both mutually agree that Monday is a great idea, one of those two is probably like, yeah, it's pretty terrible, but that's what he or she wants, and I'm not going to you know, pick your battles. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to take, take the under on three and a half years, Grant. Uh, feel free to chime in and give your, your thought on it. But uh, your, your rants, you, you must have a stockpile of rants, but you have not had a chance to jump on this podcast. Uh, the floor is yours. What do you want, what do you want to rant about? I have a tendency to forget what has actually happened. So this is all the last week when I remember that Chick-fil-A is a bunch of fudging liars. 
Every time I go there, I have a serious addiction to sauce. Um, so I ask for 13 Polynesian sauces, and then they say, oh, we can give you 10. And then I look at the receipt, and it says seven. And then when I get to the dang window, they give me three. And so then I have to sit there like a giant a-hole and ask for sauce. Can I get some more Polynesian sauce? Oh, here. Here's three. No, can I get six like you promised me at the beginning? Give me six more. You're a bunch of liars. Just give it to me. And I feel like such a D-bag, but it's an absolute necessity in my life to have a stockpile of three to four pounds of Polynesian sauce in my house at all times. And so Chick-fil-A, you're a bunch of liars. So wait, why, why is 13 the perfect – why is like 14 too many to ask for and 12 is not enough? Why is 13 the perfect number? Well, I figured out if I say 14, then they're going to be like, oh, okay, this guy's just going crazy. We'll, give, we'll say, no, we can only give you seven. But 13, it's like, all right, we'll bargain you down to 10. It's a nice, even number. And then, of course, they lie to me and put down seven, and then they only give me three, and then I have to yell at them, and it's a terrible experience in my life. That's the end. Yeah, but you're stockpiling. This isn't one for your, for your, uh, your one experience. You're like a hoarder, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, but do you have any idea how much Polynesian sauce I go to? It's like 80% sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, I, I've never had Polynesian sauce. Maybe, maybe I'm missing out. I suppose uh, the way Grant is selling it, I suppose maybe uh, uh, nope. you know, I'm missing out in life. I guess, but uh, I, I'm not aware of what he's talking about. I, Grant is obsessed with this stuff. I know he's. I know what he's talking about, but I, I never take it myself. So I never use it myself. So it's definitely a Grant thing. Grant, Grant's just a doomsday prepper and training or something over there. It just reminds me of a, I've been to the Cheesecake Factory. I'm going to name drop you guys. You guys know Pepsi, Pepsi 7? Me and yeah. me, we've been to the Cheesecake Factory. He, lo- he's, he lives in Canada. They just got a Cheesecake Factory, but he loves it when he comes to America. Uh, he, he, he eats like a child. He eats the, the child's macaroni, but not, he, and he, he specifies, he says, uh, he's like, Grant, not Polynesian sauce, but ketchup. He demands four shoots of ketchup. And he gets yeah. very angry if you only give him one or two. Yeah, yeah, Dave Cook has an entire skit about that, how people just flip their flip their lid every single time they don't give you enough ketchup, as if they're just, for doomsday, they need ketchup, and that's going to be the only currency. Decent skit, although he went real downhill. Sorry, Dave Cook. <laughs> I saw him at the comedy store the other, like, maybe a couple days before I left on my trip to overseas, and uh, he's a big dude. He got He gained, like, probably 75 pounds or so. Not like all fat. A lot of it looks like steroids and muscles, but it's pretty, pretty crazy to see them now. Making accusations here. <laughs> hey, you just told me my friend's wedding wasn't going to last. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dane Cook catches some track. No, he didn't say anything. I'm sure he wishes your friend the best. <laughs> oh, I, I'm just, I, I'm not trying to throw, throw shade at him. It's just, that's hard to get that big, that, that, that strong and that have a totally different body shape as you get to in your forties. It just doesn't make sense unless you're doing it. I feel like it's easier once you're in your forties, just, well, all right, gotta stop exercising and eat more and boom, you're, you're 60 pound favorite. I can no, but he's not fat. He's, in not a like, week. he's a monster. He's literally like, his you gotta be in good shape for all those B and E's. I suppose he plans. Uh, so you know, Dan, I'm just hearing Dan's voice in our head. It's like, he basically said, like, you got to keep the show on the rails to some degree. Uh, I want to say we're about 11 minutes or, in or so, and I can just hear people in the audience saying, is this not – this is a football podcast. We're going to talk DFS week one. Uh, I do want to say this. I just want to get this out there as a general thought as far as, you know, approaching the slate. Uh, week one, this is like – there's so much group thought out there, and everybody's been staring at the same slate for, like, you know, four, four weeks now, five weeks now, six weeks now, depending on – of course, they put the, the slate out early, the salaries out early. It's a really, really good week, and it's, it's good to talk to you guys about this because you guys are more contrarian than I am, and of course, I'll have my chalky lineups, but Bobby, 
this feels like a really, really good week to be a little bit different. And, uh, you know, because sometimes variance is a thing. And we think we, think we know everything, but, the, you know, you know we're, we're like Jon Snow. We know nothing, right? Well, within four weeks, we'll come back and we'll be like, well, wait a second. We yep. thought this and we thought that. And on, everything's completely different. So maybe, maybe be a little different week one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that being contrarian and obviously always makes, I'm always trying to be contrarian anyway because it makes sense when you're trying to win tournaments with 500,000 people. But um, yeah, this is a great week for it. I think there's a lot of really good options. I, I do think there's a lot of group think out there that goes on, especially when you have this much time between, you know, what like you said, four or five weeks so far, but we look at the same thing. Um, and I, I don't know, I've, I've sort of stayed away from it until like the last little bit because I, I like to be fresh and I don't want to get stuck in that way of thinking. So I actually think there's a lot of really good contrarian plays uh, on the board that we'll get into, I guess, as we go. Yeah, it's your job to come up with the contrarian plays yourself and Grant. And, of course, I'm, a, I'm the old chalk, uh, the, the chalk donkey. So uh, for sure I'm going to throw out my chalk plays. Grant, how about yourself? How do you approach week one? I just do weird things in the story. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what, you what Grant. That, that, that's like status quo, though, isn't it? Weirder <laughs> things or just weird things? I mean, both. Is there a football team that, that like, is the equivalent of your of, of, of your beloved Chicago White Sox? Yeah, it's yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a very clearly Cleveland. It's Cleveland. It's always Cleveland for him. This guy, <laughs> Cleveland was going to win their first game of the year every single week last year. <laughs> but Cleveland, it, Cleveland, you know, obviously is going to be a little bit better, but they're not going to be. I don't think as good as Grant thinks there. Yeah. How many wins are Cleveland this year, Grant? Eight. I think I think oh, okay. five or six is better. Is more accurate. They're the worst coach team in football. Yeah. But they have Josh watch, Gordon, the greatest player of all time. Do you guys watch Hard Knocks? <laughs> I, I've watched the first like episode. I haven't caught up. Guys, are we going to talk about actual DFS stuff? Wait, this is this is yeah. football. <laughs> <laughs> but, but well, I mean, talking about Hugh Jackson and like uh, his, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. We, we, I Hard Knocks, I want to talk about too, but for sure. But like, like, uh, like Grant, the professional he is, getting us back on the rails. Uh, you know. <laughs> And I'm sure you're going to talk about uh, fading the chalk in a second, Grant. But, of course, there are some players out there that the prices just don't make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, wide receiver, you know, Keelan Cole is 3.8K versus the Giants. Like, that's going to be one of the chalkiest plays on the entire slate. Uh, just a note out there. We, we basically, we're going to talk DK for the most part, and we talk about the main slate. Um, you know, that's just way too cheap. He seems like the best receiver there in Jacksonville, of course. Uh, Marquise Lee being out for the year. Uh, he was probably – you know, it was kind of a – a whack-a-mole situation, Grant, there in, in Jacksonville as far as, like, who's the best receiver. But I think uh, Cole's, like, the mole is going to pop up the most. Uh, and 3.8K just seems way, way, way too cheap. Uh, you know, it's early. We don't know just yet. We're recording this on a Tuesday night. But it's certainly possible that Le'Veon Bell doesn't play this week and James Conner is just the guy at 4.5K. I don't know how much you need him because there's a lot of cheap stuff out there we'll kind of delve into as well. But, uh, Grant, general approach. Well, you're going to tell us. It's a, just You're going to fade the chalk. That's it, right? I mean, all of some of the chalk, like it's it's week one, so you have to eat some of it just because there's such drastic mispricing here. You pick and choose where you're going to fade chalk, and rarely ever on a week one slate like this is the winning lineup just completely devoid of it because of the mispricing, because pricing comes out so much earlier and injuries happen and everything kind of changes. But there are enough other spots that you can pivot off. Like, let's say you have six mega chalk guys. You can go with three of them and then three perfect pivots. Um, or close to perfect pivots, or you can just go very different and do a middling lineup is something I'll do a little bit. But I'll be using some of it, and I'll get some exposure with certain guys in cash and in on the draft app, like just figuring out the way to limit volatility while maximizing maximizing ROI. 
The Saints have a 29.5 team total this week against Tampa. Of course, we know uh, Kamara is an absolute beast. We also know Ingram suspended for the first four games of the season. Uh, Grant, you mentioned to me before the show, you were talking about the prospect of, uh, of fading Kamara, who feels like he's probably going to be one of the more popular elite options there running back this week. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, we don't know if he's going to play or not. I think if he does play at 9.4K, uh, significantly lower uh, ownership, especially against Cleveland, who uh, isn't terrible against the run. People think of Cleveland's just an awful team and not necessarily the case. You know, DJ David Johnson, of course, is back this year. Uh, basically, missed, he missed the entire season last – basically hurt the first drive or so with uh, a, a hand. Uh, you know, get, talk me through the, the, uh, the strategy, Grant, as far as not playing Kamara in tournaments. And I, I assume you're going to pivot to a, either another beast or maybe two guys in the 6 or 7K range. What is, what's your thought process? I mean, you can fade top price running backs entirely if you really want to. Everyone's going to throw it in there. There's enough value all over the place where it's pretty much everyone's just going to do it. And Kamara's a guy that – Ingram's not in the first four games because he got suspended because – Sometimes people do dumb things. I can't remember why. He, he was it. hanging out with Dane Cook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where <laughs> Dane Cook got steroids, allegedly. Um, but, yeah, so Kamara, he, people are assuming that with his uh, with Ingram out, his touches are going to go up drastically, so everyone's going to be on him, assuming that his just ridiculous level of productivity throughout the entire last season is going to continue, which there is some merit to because of the New Orleans Saints offense and how they do things and their offensive line. But fading is probably the right move if he's going to be as ridiculously owned as I think he is. Um, they have one guy behind him. I can't remember his name. Well, I can't remember his name. I'm trying to remember his name. I'm just ranting now. Um, in any case, they have a guy behind him. They could end up getting well, they have now, right? It, well, they Gillisley's Williams, not the guy there. Boston. They had Williams, but they, they cut Williams. Yeah, Boston Scott, I think, has looked decent in preseason. And they, he could end up getting enough touches to take away Kamara's just ridiculously huge value that people think it's going to be because he's going to get 25, 26 touches. But I don't know if that's going to entirely be true. And like, if they're ahead, which they probably will be against Tampa Bay, they'll throw in their backup running back and Kamara won't be as involved. And plus breeze can go and pass a whole bunch of balls to Thomas. And a lot of Kamara's huge, huge equity has to do with his touchdown equity, which could drastically be limited if they give it to Ginn or they give it to Tate. Thomas in the red zone. So pivoting off of Kamara, you generally want to have like Thomas in your lineup or Boston Scott or some other different way of doing it so that if Kamara is not going to get all that, all those points, someone else is going to, and you go with the someone else instead of Kamara. Yeah. So is it spend money on Thomas or spend money on a different running back and a guy like Todd Gurley or something like that? I mean, you can go Todd Gurley, you can go David Johnson. Well, Gurley's not on the main slate, but you can go David Johnson who – the year before, people don't real. I think David Johnson is going to be the number one running back this year. He was supposed to be last year. He got injured to his hand, which doesn't affect long-term uh, productivity. So why, yeah. why are people thinking that he's going to be any worse? He was the consensus number one guy last year. And this yeah. year, he's, oh, uh, he's probably not going to be good. And he basically has a cookie-cutter kind of quarterback from Palmer two years ago to Bradford. I mean – they're both like Palmer wasn't that bad. Bradford's shown decency when he's actually been in the starting lineup. He showed good numbers. And so David Johnson could be just as productive and they have less wide receiver weapons. So now they can rely on David Johnson even more and they don't really have anything behind him. They have to compete the only way they can, which is with David Johnson. Bobby, jump in here. What's your take as yeah. far as uh, high price running backs this week? Yeah, I think that the weird part is I, I sort of like all of them. Um, 
But I think that the way that I'm probably going to build is I might even try and pay down and take shots on some guys and then pay up at wide receiver. I think that's going to be a little bit less done a little bit less. I like Michael Thomas a lot this week, so I don't mind the idea of fading uh, Kamara. I, I, I'm not going to fade him entirely. Um, he's it's 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 too good of a spot. It's too good of a play. But I I think there are a lot of options you could you know look at spending down at running back that I think might be a little bit more interesting. Um, and a lot of these you know somebody's going to be playing a lot of these guys. I agree with David Johnson too. I don't know. What, Greg, do we have any projected ownership out yet? I actually didn't even look at that before. This. I didn't know. I'll look right now. Keep talking. I, no, I'm just kind of curious. Still to I, I would assume that people haven't forgotten that David Johnson is a top two <laughs> running back in the NFL. Top one. Um, he's really he, good. Yeah, he's he's the second best, and he'll be the second. He'll have the second most fantasy points this year behind Le'Veon, um, depending on when Le'Veon plays. Um, but anyway, I, I really like David Johnson as a pivot. I also think that there's some you know there's some cheap guys that I'm looking at like. I think a lot of people are going to play Burkhead, but I think that like playing a guy like James, this could be like an interesting James White spot, like as a contrarian play. Um, so I'm sort of trying to do something different, like we were talking about earlier, and paying up more at wide receiver and trying to pay down at running back um, is definitely something I'm considering this week. Yeah, it's funny you, you mentioned James White, right? So uh, hey, you know I, I mentioned I was a uh, you know I was crowdsourcing, I was getting some tweets from a. I wanted some hot takes from the people out there, so the first one I fire up is, and I love this handle. It's one of the reasons why I took it. Uh, it's it's a hot dog fingers, and of course that's fingers the P H, not an F. If you're scoring at home, uh, James White outscores uh, Rex Burkhead. Yep, Rex Burkhead is four point two K. Like everybody's talking up Rex Burkhead, and you know I don't think I mean I'm probably I say all this uh, knowing that I'm gonna probably play Rex Burkhead in cash. Not, I'm not like a lock for sure, but uh, you know four point two K just seems too cheap for, you know, the, the team that's kind of depleted. He's gonna catch the ball in the backfield to some degree. He's gonna grab, you know, the, they get some handoff as as well. Uh, New England projects for a pile of uh, points as they always do. But, you know, Sonny Michelle, first round pick, they, they, he's healthy last I saw. And then there's James White who's kind of the third down back there as well. But there's certainly a path for Rex Burkhead disappointing. Like I don't know how many touches he's gonna get. This is not a guy who's projected to get the ball 25 times. And you know, Belichick is a smart dude, right, Grant? Uh, Belichick, one of the sharpest guys in the league. And I, I'm one of those guys that kind of say, like, running back's most replaceable stud position in all sports. He used a first-round pick on Sonny Michelle. Like, I'm not sure if they're just going to insert him right, right away. Who knows what they're going to do? I have no idea. But I would not be surprised if he's somewhat or a decent amount involved, involved enough to irk uh, the owners of Burkett and then, you know, James White absolutely can catch two touchdown passes from Brady. You know, you talked about being different, you know, doing weird things. Is it weird to play a James White? Uh, no, it's not weird to play a James White, although most of the stuff that I'm hearing and what I've looked into points towards James White not being the play, although it's Belichick, so who knows? That's, know. the, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's the main thing. But why not just pivot to Carlos Hyde? Carlos Hyde kind of in – a running back by committee scenario. What team does he play for in this Carlos Hyde? Cleveland. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's forty five hundred. Burkhead's I think forty two hundred. So go with Hyde. Hyde like Chubb hasn't done too much in preseason. Like Duke Johnson has all. He's a great pass catching back, and he, he. But so is Carlos Hyde. So depending on how the game goes, they could be playing Hyde a whole lot more. Forty five hundred is too cheap. We've seen him get 10, 12 targets last year. He's a guy that can do a whole lot in the receiving game. He can do a whole lot in the rushing game. We know that Hugh Jackson is Hugh Jack. No, not Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Uh, he will do weird things and end up playing Crowell and not giving anything to Duke Johnson. So play Carlos Hyde. Yeah, uh, but it's super, super early uh, in the week. Some people would say it's absolutely epic early. 
but the, it is projected to be windy and rainy in that Cleveland game for what it's worth. So dump off passes are more efficient? Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, I, I like the running backs uh, catching passes in the rainy game for sure, a windy game. I, I have no issue with that at all. So, all right, Christian McCaffrey is like whatever everybody loves Christian McCaffrey. I got multiple tweets about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Klein 25, Christian McCaffrey is the week one highest scoring running back. I know in season long, we don't talk season long. Season long, he worked his way all up to like a, a first rounder, a late first rounder, Bobby. Uh, they said uh, Coach Revere has talked about McCaffrey. It's coach speak for what it's worth, you know. But 25 to 30 touches, they want to get McCaffrey. You know, it's probably not getting that many, but if he gets like 22, he's really interesting. And he's going to be, I think, chalky as well. And we're talking about running backs, and I feel like just my first thought is that your flex spot is probably a running back. It just feels – in cash games at least. Tournaments, of course, you can do whatever. Uh, Bobby, give me a take as far as Christian McCaffrey. Are you yeah, buying the It's a weird situation because, like, I thought it was strange when they drafted him too. I love Christian McCaffrey actually as a player. I really like him as a player, I should say. I think that it's a weird spot because I, I, Cam doesn't throw the ball to the running backs. They changed things up last year, so he did. They actually lined him up. And they, you know, they had him spread out a little bit out wide a few times. I think McCaffrey's going to – I mean, he's a good play. The problem is the chalk part of it, but I don't like uh, – Dallas tends to play a, like a slower offense too, like so their games are a little bit more drag it out. So I don't love the upside as much as I against them as maybe some other people do. And I don't think they're very good, but I don't think that they're – they just play slow. Um, and I don't usually like to take players in, in Dallas games over the last few years. But I don't know. I, I, I'm high on McCaffrey just in terms of an actual what I think he'll actually do uh, in this game, but I don't, I don't want to take a chalk guy when I feel like there's a lot of really good options at running back. So I'm sort of I'm – sort of, yeah. I don't know what, where to go exactly with it. I think as a cash game play, he makes – I think he's like one of the best plays on the board, right? I don't play much. I can see the clock, uh, the clock ticking pretty fast in that Dallas game, like you said. You know, the clock stops, of course, I think we pass this. We think Dallas is probably going to want to run the ball there with Zeke. Control the clock for sure. I can see like a seven-minute drive. And nothing's more tilting than to watch like your, you know, your offensive players just sit on the bench uh, during 10-minute drives on the other side. And the other part about that, Grant, is that, uh, you know, Cam just keep the ball. He's one of the best goal line, goal line players. Anyway, why, why would he just keep it himself? So yeah. th- th- that, that's going to be tilting as well. I, I like McCaffrey, and he's a – Perfectly fine for cash games, but I absolutely see the pivots in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, it's something you also got to realize. If they're going to try and rush him that much, basically he needs to break off a run. You look what he did last season, and just going through the game log, he never really averaged that much per carry. I mean, yeah, they're going to try and force his ball, the ball into his hands on from the receiving end of the game, and we've seen what he can do there. So, it, again, it really raises his floor for cash. But his ceiling for tournaments isn't actually that high. There's a little bunch of other guys that get end up outscoring him by a decent amount. He's a better fade over on FanDuel, obviously, where it's only half-point PPR. You don't get the 100-yard and 100-yard rushing bonuses. So, yeah, absolutely you can fade him. You play him in cash, but just looking at all the other people around the same price range, what is he priced at? 6400 So you can go with any one of these wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, kind of the same player. If they try and get the ball into his hands more, he can do more. Shaquan Barkley going up against a Jags defense that is great, but they were less than fantastic versus the run last year at certain points. Um, Other guys like T.Y. Hilton at 400 more who could easily go off for more runs. There are pivots at way less ownership than McCaffrey. So, yeah, you can pivot off of them. Yeah, I can see T.Y. for sure getting loose. Like, it's going to nice – I'm sure he's thrilled to have Andrew Luck back, and we always like him at home on the carpet as well, too, in the dome. Uh, Patriots, Bobby, have a 28 uh, team total, 28 and a hook if you want to get all technical. Uh, they have no receivers. They added a couple guys, you know, basically some dudes getting cut. But 
we know Edelman uh, is, is – he was hanging out with Dane Cook as well, apparently. Uh, Chris Hogan seems to be the man. Uh, Patterson, Dorsett, I'm not enthused about that. You know, of course, we know their backs can catch the ball too with Burkett and with White. Gronk smash is still a thing. They made them 6.9K. Uh, Grant, they knew what they were doing, right? Six, they, they, that was a, their win game when they make that price, aren't they, as far as Gronkowski? I mean, isn't Gronk normally around this price tag? Yeah, he always is. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they could have made him 7K. They could have made him 6K. Oh, I see what you're uh, uh, Look at you with the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how, did, how are you not all – how did I beat you to this one? But uh, So, how, how are the Patriots going to score? They're 28 points there, Bobby. Chris Hogan. Hogan? Chris Hogan and James White. Chris Hogan is going to have a monster, 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 monster season this year. And I, I assume everybody's going to catch on to this, but I love Chris Hogan. Everyone's already caught on to this. Everyone no, no, no. already believes it. No, 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 no. I mean, you were sailing around the world while people were talking about Chris Hogan. Yeah, okay. Well, sorry. I, I, again, I'm just catching up to the last few days, but I, I just think <laughs> it's such an easy, like, obvious that play is uh, going to be every week, especially until they raise his price. Uh, I think at 6-1, he's actually, like, probably my favorite player in that price range anywhere. I know he's going to be popular, but I don't care. I actually just think he's – I just don't see a, a path of him not – I don't think he's going to hurt you that much, and I think there's a huge upside for him. <laughs> Graham, what's your take on the paths? Every time I've ever heard someone say, I don't see a path where this player doesn't absolutely crush <laughs> on the Patriots, you know what generally happens? They generally don't crush – Chris Hogan, oh, yeah. Chris Hogan was, was a top 10 receiver last year uh, for a while. Like, I mean, this guy, he, especially with where they're at right now, I mean, I don't know, man. I just think that he's going to – I just I, – I personally don't see it, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't see my way, but it, it's, it's relying on a – unless it's a high-volume guy like Julian Edelman where he's going out of the slot and that's Belichick system. Like, unless it's a high-volume pass or target guy like that, there's not really huge consistency in pretty much anything in Belichick's offense year over year since Randy Moss was there in terms of wide receivers. So, I, I'm completely fine. Like, Belichick will just do, like, oh, everyone's going to prepare for Hogan, and he'll just decide, oh, I'm going to force the ball to White or I'm going to force the ball to this guy. And I get there's not really much depth there at wide receiver, and everyone's immediately going to go to Hogan because of that. But I think that in tournaments, it's completely fine to fade him just because he is 6K. Like, he rarely ever last year outside of the first four. There was an entire, like, seven-week span or ten-week span, like, from week five all the way until week 22 where he didn't put up many points. And, again, he was injured for part of that. But still, like, automatically forcing him into your lineup because he's a great, like, a great player and he plays for the Patriots is a ridiculous idea. I don't think he's a great player. I just this is this is the guy who's going to get a ton of the workload. Like that's, that's just what's going to happen. Why why would you not play him? I, I don't I, I can't see him because it's Belichick. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> when has a chalk Belichick player hit in the last century? What are you talking? By the way, you guys uh, you guys mentioned Hard Knocks. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Chris Hogan was called 24 seven on Hard Knocks. You guys remember that? He was always open. He was always open. Nah, I, I, actually do rem- I remember hearing that. I don't remember. I didn't watch that one. <laughs> Uh, but Bobby, do you uh, do game snags? That's something you seek out. You let it happen yeah. organically. Because right on the other side, you got you know you got Hopkins and you have Watson, just like and you know high team total as far as you know well as far as the game, the fifty one is the total. You know Pats versus Texans. Uh, is that something that you'll consider in tournaments? Yeah, I definitely will. I don't. I'm not going to force it, but I, I, I like like you said, I like to let it happen a little more organically. But I definitely have a lot of interest in. I already mentioned White as a pivot off of Burkhead, and I'm going to play a little bit of Burkhead too. I like Hogan on the other side, so I, I think running it back with Fuller is probably my number one option for Houston. Um, 
we know the Pats, what they do. They take away the other team's best player. I think you'll see Hopkins have a nice game. He's always going to. But I just don't think that the – I think Fuller is the guy I'm probably focused more on. It's usually the secondary options that beat, that beat up on the Pats. And uh, that's just what I always do. So it's going to be a lot of Fuller and a lot of Lamar Miller for me. Lamar Miller is – I think just I, I think that people are just the projections are wrong. I think they're off on this. I think he's going to get a lot of work, and I think he's going to be one of the best plays point per dollar on the state. Also, I think people hate playing Lamar Miller. I feel like I, Lamar Miller is like the future Frank Gore. I, I feel like he's going to be in the league the next twelve years. I don't yeah. know why I believe that, but that's what I believe. Hey, uh, Frank right, was pretty good. Frank Gore was pretty good for a while. Like he was pretty good. Oh no, no, I'm not. That wasn't a knock on Frank Gore. I, it's impressive what Frank Gore has done, especially on what did he have one or two ACLs? I still remember what. You know, back when he was a cane and he hurt himself in the was it the national championship game, whatever it was. Like he's he's a, he's had a great career, but like every every year is like this is the year Frank Gore dies, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's just not dying. He's like he's like a Twinkie, right? Uh, is that is that one thing that survives a, a Holocaust? That they say. So does, well, it's, that's it's what they always say. I don't know if it's actually true. I mean, according yeah. to that, that Zombie Land, they do have an expiration date. Well, the zombie land is uh, – they wouldn't lie to us. Woody Harrelson would never steal us wrong. Uh, getting back on track, Grant, just a bunch of running backs. There's somebody that we're talking about. Like Royce Freeman declared the starter versus Seattle. That Seattle defense should not be as good uh, this year. It looks like Seattle's taking a big hit all around. I think they're, they're definitely in the downswing. This is not the uh, Seahawks of your friend like three years ago for sure. Uh, Alex Collins feels kind of sort of chalky to some degree. Uh, he's got a nice matchup. Uh, we have James Conner, if that becomes a thing in Pittsburgh, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't play – for sure, he's interested at 4.5K. And then, Grant, the, you know, with the injury to McKinnon, the matchup isn't particularly great, but you got Alf. You got the alien life form. Alf Morris is 3, 3.6K. Matt Breedis, 4.6K. There's so many options at running backs. So who amongst that bunch jumps out for you? Peyton Barber. Um, you didn't mention oh, him. But he's not sexy, though. He's not sexy. And, again, I already said Carlos Hyde at 4. 4.5. There's also Austin Eckler, who was getting way more involved in the offense last year. And Melvin Gordon, realistically, looking at his numbers and watching the way he plays, he's decent in the open field, but a lot of times he's just absolutely trash. They're going to go away from running on first down, which is drastically lower Melvin Gordon's usage, and he'll probably bring Eckler in the mix a whole lot more. So any one of those guys are way better than anyone you mentioned. Um, obviously, this is for tournaments and what? not for cash. What? Brady, he's the guy. First of all, you mentioned Alfred Morris. He's going to be like they may, they'll probably split carries 50 50. They're going up against one of the best defenses in the league. Neither one of, or Morris doesn't catch a whole lot of passes. Redia didn't no. catch a whole lot of passes in college, but he kind of changed that a little bit last year. But he had a whole bunch of drops. Maybe he's better, maybe he's worse. Who knows? I think he's going to be the core running back in that offense and the preferred guy later on. But like they, they're, they're, they don't have a consistent workload. Either does Eckler, and I could see Eckler getting a whole lot more involved and probably getting it a touchdown in this matchup. Kansas City really isn't that great of a defense. I mean, I like there, there, there aren't really everyone that's any guy that's incredibly chalky is most likely not as great of a play as everyone thinks he is this week. Man, I can't believe all those players. You just got to cast us. I mean, I don't like Joe Mixon's another guy. I, I don't like playing Joe Mixon, but the matchup against any that defense looks dreadful. Uh, he's certainly in play for me. 6.1 K seems a little bit, I don't want to say steep, but it's full. Let's call that price full. Sure. Why not? And Alex, Alex Collins, Bobby, is another guy I don't love to play. But And also we talk about the correlation plays. Collins sure. is the guy that you play for cash. You could probably play for tournaments. But if I remember correctly, he's not that heavily involved in the pass game. Uh, Buck Allen's still on the team. who's was a guy that they could end up throwing in quite a bit on third downs. Um, Dixon might steal a few carries. So everyone thinking that Collins is an absolute stone-cold lock 
at 5,600 for however many touches may not be true. It doesn't always entirely co- correlate to fantasy production. Yeah, but Baltimore's going to be ahead in this game, right? So like, I, I understand if you're playing catch-up, uh, he's not exactly the guy you want. He's, he's you know, game flow dependent. But unless you think Peterson's the truth, uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and, like, you know, crap on the guy for, you know, five interceptions in one game. That's just too easy. It's the hanging fruit. He's better than that, for sure. And there was some variance in some wonkiness, but uh, – And he's going up against one of the best dog. defenses in the league that is better at turning the ball over than pretty much everyone else. It was the Chargers. You shouldn't I be. Like I don't think. I don't think Alex Collins is. A, is. I don't. I don't like. I don't like to play myself. I think. It's, I think there is risk. I think they're, he's, he's going to be splitting more carries than people think. I, I think that if I was taking someone in that range, I would just jump to the other side. As bad as they're going to be, and I, I mean, McCoy is six K, and yeah. five six on Collins. Just take the guy who's the more who's much more talented, and you know. He's he's McCoy is as a good player on a really bad team, but he should he should have a lot of work both through the air and on the ground in this one. So I sort of I would just jump over there if I was going to spend in this rate. All right, fair. And, and Corey, I was gonna get at the correlation, but I mean, the Baltimore defense I think is obviously going to be chalky and defenses uh, more like the super variance. Uh, so of course in tournaments you can absolutely pivot off it, but you know the the all the math says the analytics say you know playing the you know, sub running back of the defense is certainly. A, you know, something that you can consider in tournaments. So it is a chalky correlation uh, for sure, uh, but that, that's something I'm definitely considering to some degree. Uh, any more takes, Bobby? Anything else for me off the board as far as running backs? We touched, uh, we talked about a lot. Royce Freeman, we just got a blue past. Do we not care about Royce Freeman? He'd be, he'd be, he's probably splitting carries with Devontae Booker. He's not heavily involved in the pass game, which is something that's an almost necessity in today with DraftKings scoring. So, no. Do you know what we're going to say more and more as the season goes on is these guys are splitting carries. The truth is, in this modern-day NFL, everybody's sort of splitting carries. Almost everybody. There's Lamar like, Miller's not. There's like four guys who don't. Yeah, I like, I like Lamar Miller. That's <laughs> I like Lamar Miller. <laughs> but really, everybody else is getting – I mean, nobody's playing all downs, hardly anybody anymore. There's just, you got four guys who do, and that's it. And I think that you're just going to see that more and more. So there's these running backs that are you – know, there's a lot of guys who can take shots on, but I don't think that any of these guys are, like, as safe as – other people do. That's why I'm going to take shots on guys in GPPs with guys like James White, um, who like just just for the simple fact that he's 4K and it could just as likely be him as Burkhead, or almost as likely to be him as Burkhead in my mind. He'll have no ownership, and there's upside there with his touchdown equity. So I don't know. I, I just I'm going to take shots on these guys, but I think we should really realize that as the season progresses, you'll realize that everyone is essentially splitting carries. Great. I just realized we've been giving analysis probably for like the last 15 minutes or so. So let's uh. Let's, let's, break, let's break up. We're just giving way too much. Uh, there's no nonsense. There's a lack of nonsense. Give me a Grant's rant. I, I feel like you have one as far as a, an Uber trip recently. Like, I feel like that's going down. I, I mean, I don't know. I've had a few weird, really weird Uber trips lately, which I don't know why I always get stuck in these, which Bobby can attest to because he's been involved in half of them. This guy, first of all, picks this up in a Porsche. Um, <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, well, Nito, this is neat. I didn't even have to order an Uber Black or whatever it is. And then we shut the door and he starts screaming at us about how his door is really nice. Don't slam it so hard. People have nice cars. Don't do this. And then acts nonchalantly (laughs) like, okay, let's go with our ride after screaming at us. And then we stop for gas and he goes inside. I think he buys some candy or something. I'm like, okay, at least alert us beforehand and don't scream at us for the door thing. Like these are both bad things. And then he keeps piling on. He's driving on the most dangerous freeway in America, swerving in and out of traffic, going about 20 over, listening to his music as loud as he possibly can, just 
absolutely like deafening that we're, I want to whisper, this guy's terrible to my buddy, but I can't, he can't hear me. So I just start texting him. We're texting the entire time and he has to stop <laughs> texting because he's getting sick because of all the swerving. And then the guy drops us off, like goes across three lanes of traffic into a gas station, drops us off and just the nicest guy in the world. Thanks guys. It was a real pleasure having you there. Thank you so much. You guys have a nice day. After not saying a word the entirety after we got gas. What did you give him as a rating? Oh, this is the first time, or maybe the second time ever, I've given one star and actually filed a complaint. Not not for something that happened wrong, but just for him being terrible. Fair enough. Uh, quarterbacks. Let's knock out quarterbacks. Uh, you know, uh, lots of options. We're t- we, t- we touched on Drew Brees, you know, uh, master t- team total there against Tampa. Uh, th- some positive regression coming his way. Wasn't chucking so much last year. They ran the ball a little bit too much. But uh, I feel like he'll grab a few more touchdowns. We'll talk about the pairing with Thompson Thomas as well as a reasonable option. Uh, if you want a cheapie, I don't mind Andy Dalton against that indie secondary, which should be absolute trash. Uh, Tarod, Tarod Taylor at 5.4K against Pittsburgh. You know, I like I like a quarterback with wheels. Uh, 5.4K is certainly reasonable. I do think Cleveland uh, – I'm with you, Grant. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not going full Cleveland. Never go full Cleveland. But the Browns are certainly interesting. Uh, what's your take as far as the quarterbacks? Case Keenum. Case Keenum is one of the best plays on the entire slate. Everyone's still a little bit higher on the Seattle defense than they should be, but it's terrible. Case Keenum is essentially going into a very similar situation they had over in Minneapolis, where he has two stud wide receivers to absolutely rely on, plus whatever his name, Sutton, is, as their third wide receiver. Um, they'll have Booker in or not Booker, uh, the other guy, Freeman. No, nope, it was Booker. Uh, and on third downs, and he can catch the ball pretty well. Case Keenum is absolutely going to destroy the Seahawks' defense. And the over-under on this game is just silly at 40 when it should be way higher than that because these are not two stout defensive teams anymore. I couldn't agree with you more. I literally feel like I, I could have said the exact same things you just said. And I, I mean, I really feel that way about Keenum. I think the exact same thing is true. I don't know why this, this score total is so low. It makes no sense to me. And I think Keenum is like one of the best plays on the board, and nobody's going to play him. I, I want to argue with you. Who do you think is not going to play podcasts. Wait, what? I want to argue with you about something. Who, who do you think is not uh, going to play? I'm just surprised you didn't bring up Ryan Fitzpatrick ahead of Keenum. I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick, play. best beard in the league, got to go for 100 <laughs> fantasy points. No, I can't, I can't even believe He's that. He's smart, too. He went to Harvard. Not sure if you heard that before. Um, oh, yeah, because yeah. everyone who's ever been to Harvard never talks about it. <laughs> uh, I'm so, in San Francisco well, right now, and that definitely isn't true. These guys literally are so smug, walking around with their Harvard and sweatshirts <laughs> and stuff. I cannot stand these people. Like literally, this I, this is a cool city, except for the people. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, that's generally the that's generally the consensus of a good city. Like, oh, this city's really cool. The people are fantastic. No one ever says everything about this is fantastic. But I can't stand a single person I've talked. Yeah, I, I, they're, just, they're just not good people. <laughs> a lot of, lot of, I was still just trying to – I was walking around. Anyway, sorry. Grant said that uh, Case Keenum is going to absolutely destroy – nobody said Case Keenum's going to destroy anybody since, like, his days, like, a, you know, as a Houston Cougar. And, and then Bobby says, like, 100%. Oh, and anyway, back in Houston when he set every single FBS record in quarterback <laughs> history? There's <laughs> no wonder he where. Uh, won some people, including myself, some money last year. I don't think they made a lot of money. I used them so much. <laughs> yeah. I will say, Grant I love talked about his partners. Manny he didn't Sanders talk about him as much as Fitzpatrick. He talked Stop about talking at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. Somebody else go. Go, Grant. 
Oh, well, I don't know what we're talking about. Well, now we have nothing to say. All right, Dean, give us a topic. <laughs> well, we, yeah, Case. Well, we've already determined that Case Keenum's the greatest quarterback that ever lived. Apparently, uh, I did want to say that Manny Sanders at five K just seems too cheap, and it's like a really strong cash game play. Like, like Grant was saying, the Seattle defense uh, they, they should take a big step back. And by the way, as far as the total, what I'm saying on the RG page here is that uh, you know forty two and a half is the total for that game. So I guess it's jumped up a little bit from what you're looking at. Uh, you know, twenty two point seven five as far as the projected total points for Denver. Let's uh let's jump to receivers. Sure, why not? Uh, Grant, who? Well, I mean, Keelan Cole at three point eight k. We kind of touched that earlier. Manny Sanders at five k. Those are two of my favorite plays as far as dollar for dollar. We talked about Hogan's a great dollar for dollar play. Thomas, you know, for you know the matchup there against Tampa, like it just feels like uh like one fifty and two touchdowns are absolutely in play. Uh, who are you prioritizing as far as receivers? Um, so, I mean, the obvious guys are Emmanuel Sanders and Keelan Cole. Let's see some other guys. One guy, I, I'm trying to figure out if he's going to be chalky, but it's Danny Amendola who's going to get the Jarvis Landry. Not yeah, he's not going to be chalky? No. I he think people play Stills there. before they play Amendola. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but won't they play Stills before they play Amendola? I don't know why they would. I mean, he's going to get – and Amendola's good. He's going to be Jarvis Landry. People will say, oh, what about Jarvis, blah, blah, blah. And okay, Tannehill's back in. He'll be checking down a whole lot. Amendola's at 4,200, which is way too – by the way, Jarvis Landry's at 5,500. He's going to be way too cheap. Josh Gordon isn't coming into the lineup. He's going to be fantastic. If you're going to use Emmanuel Sanders, go up to Jarvis Landry or go up to Demarius Thomas. Everyone's talking about the huge connection that Case Keenum has with Sanders. And, yes, to an extent, has something to do with the fact that he had good route runners over in Minnesota, and that's the type of guy he likes to throw to. But Demarius Thomas is also a tall, incredibly athletic guy that Case Keenum could throw it into a tight area there, and Demarius Thomas can come down with it. They are fantastic plays. Jarvis Landry is pretty much guaranteed 10 targets in this game. Even in bad weather, he's going to be checking down to smaller passes with Landry. I don't know why I'm getting angry or fired up about this. <laughs> because you're talking about the Browns. and that, 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 that's Oh, yeah, I do love them. They are so good. But Landry, I mean, how many times did he have eight, nine, ten catches? Constantly. That plus 50, 60 yards. And, first of all, Tyrod's a better quarterback than Kaiser ever was. They still have to pass to someone. He's going to end up with a baseline of, like, 14 points and a potential if he just gets a touchdown, which maybe he can get two. He's in a completely different system. They will rely on him more. I get that they have Josh Gordon back in the lineup, but he's hampered by hamstring injury. He's not even going to start probably. So Jarvis Landry at 5,500 is just silly to me. Bobby, feel free to elaborate on any of those dudes and uh, you know, open up the floor for some new work receivers that you want to talk about. Absolutely. Well, first of all, my favorite receiver on the board by, I mean, it's, I don't think this is like a shocker, but I think he'll be the top scoring receiver this week is Keenan Allen. Um, yeah. The guy who literally is, is criminally under owned, even when he's owned, like he's, if, if he should be 25%, he's 5%. Like he just never owned. Grant knows this. We pick up, we take this guy all the time and I don't know why he's legitimately a top five receiver in the NFL. And this week I think he's the number one play. Um, Manuel Sanders, aside from any personal connection that I have to him, I think is a really solid play along with Demarius Thomas as well. Um, Wait a second. You have a personal – are you Eskimo brothers? I feel like there's a follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> We're great. Well, I know the answer. Can I, can, I, can I reserve the right to refuse that answer to that question? Yeah, you don't think, if you don't want to answer, you don't think no, answer. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I'll just say you're on the right track. You're on the right, track. Want to. On the right track. Yeah, you might be on the complete right track. You are. You nailed it. Um, <laughs> That was uh, yeah. Anyway, that was uh, anyways. But I do think he's a solid play, and um, I probably shouldn't have mentioned that on the air. But uh, 
yeah, but I, I love I love I love uh, both Denver receivers. I really like I said I love Keenan Allen, and I'm trying to pay down at running back, so I'm going to try and spend up at take all these top guys. Like I like I want some Brown exposure. I want some Thomas exposure. I want some Hopkins. Uh, no, not Hopkins. Uh, sorry, I want some uh, uh, Hilton uh, Ty exposure. Yeah. So that's sort of like where I'm trying to spend up here, and I do think that while people will have ownership in all those guys, sure. I think just, you know, the cheap running backs and then stacking it up with some of these guys is the way that I'm, I'm leaning so far. Uh, Grant, you said you want to do some weird things. I, it's, it's weird to say this is a weird thing, but it, it's a weird thing, right? Playing Beckham versus the, versus the Jaguars, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't think I want to do that because there's, I mean, there's too many other Ranging. options around the same range. Uh, I just, I trust this Jacksonville team way too much and – I don't trust Eli Manning enough. I mean, I'll probably end up playing him next week, but there is some merit to it. He's way cheaper than he has been in a long time. What injury did he – did he broke, break his foot last year? Was that it? You're talking about Beckham? Yeah. I don't remember. I think – yeah, if I'm, I'm getting the visual back. I'm pretty sure it was his leg. It's either his foot or his leg. I don't know what exactly uh, – somewhere – it was a lower body injury. How about that? Yeah. I mean, in any case, like – yeah, he could end up just tearing things apart. I mean, he was playing the Chargers, which is a kind of similar defense. As ridiculous as that is to say, when he actually broke it and he was out, I think, three-quarters of the way in, he still had 21 points. So, yes, he can't – I'll probably have some exposure to him, but I think it's just because I love A.J. Green right above him. And like, he, People aren't going to be on Dalton. Dalton's going to be fantastic in this game. He's going to be one of the better quarterbacks. We didn't even talk about that because my love for Case Keenum. Okay. We're I mentioned him in passing, but, yeah, I think Dalton certainly – Oh, wait, we got a disagreement, Bobby. Let's go. Talk to me about Dalton. Well, I'm going to talk more about A.J. Green. I just think you're going to see a terrible year out of him. I think he's going to fall, like, off the top ten receivers in the NFL. And right now he's probably considered fourth or fifth. I think he's going to drop way out. What? Can you give me a reason why? Their, their, their line is terrible. Uh, Dalton's terrible. They're not they're, I mean, he'll get targets because they're going to be playing from behind a lot, not in this game necessarily. But I just think that he – and I think that he, he – he, to me, it looked like he lost a little bit of something last year. And I think he's a little bit of a head case. I think he's going to drop completely off the face of the earth. Well, not face the earth, off the top ten receivers in the NFL. That's my, that's my prediction. When you're getting a 50% target share pretty much in the entire offense and they're probably going to be throwing it to him even more this year – like, it, it's kind of a – he's a similar to a Hopkins scenario last year where they're just going to be forcing the ball into him. And Does he have one of the less lowest catch rates per target? Like, I think he's, he's either – he's in the top five, I think. Well, I mean, that's because they have a terrible line and they can't get good throws to him, but they're never going to stop throwing to him because it's the best option. So he can have two – he can have ten targets and two receptions again. Or he can have 20 targets and 10 receptions and 100 yards and a touchdown and score 30 points like he did against Green Bay or like he did against Buffalo or like he did multiple other times last year. Okay, yeah. I actually, this is, if there was a week to play him, I think this would be a good, a good option. But I, oh, I, man, I, just turning course. Just no, turning no, course here. Dropping off the face of the earth this year. There's too many other good receivers that are going to just leap past him. He's not as good a receiver as ever. He's never been as good as everyone made him out to be. He's always been good. But he's literally – he gets so much of that workload, it's, it, it skews things. He's been on oh, a terrible yeah. team the entire time. No. It's like saying Odell Beckham's good. not good. That team was good for a while. You forget that. That was a few years ago they were good. It wasn't so much their offense. It was their defense, and they just had – it was a lot their running game. Like, they were well-rounded. But so what is your Green, argument here? I don't understand what you're – you think AJ – you think you don't agree that he's going to fall off – so you, you think that he's going to get the targets where that won't happen, but then you're also arguing that he is legitimately one of the best 10 receivers in the NFL? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I think that's, that's what everyone believes. I think by the end of the year, we'll be laughing at that. Okay, well, we'll see. I doubt that's going to happen. 
All right. Bobby, I, I, Bobby, I got bad news for you. The official scorecards are in, and all three judges have it scored. Grant, 10. Bobby, you lost that round. Bobby, 9. So yeah, I probably did lose that round. That's fine. That's, that's fine with me. I still believe that well, it doesn't matter what the judges score it at. We're going to get <laughs> AJ Green. We're going to get the actual results. Like we don't I feel like we, have, we, we need to make up this week one. We need to have a season-long bet. Absolutely. This is daily fantasy sports. All we care about is this week, this day, and this day. AJ Green versus Putrid Indianapolis. Yeah, probably the best, probably the best option to play him. I, I, I'm right. probably the best time to play him. I'm still not going to do it, but I think he, this would be the week I would. All right, all right. Let's 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 find a correlating wide receiver that you think is going to be better, fantasy wise. This year or yeah, for this, this year? Adam Thielen. Okay, uh, done. I will take Adam. Mm, Thielen. Oh, I, mm. I want that action too. I don't know actually. I think I do like Adam Thielen. I just the problem is they're so good in Minnesota. They may not you may not get the workload. Like they, they're going to be playing from ahead a lot. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, well, Keenan Allen's going to be way ahead of him this year. Yeah, right? Keenan Allen's the best wide receiver well, yeah. in the league, hands down. Well, you, well, know, you say, yeah, Dean, but that's not like an obvious thing to a lot of people. You know what? How about this? You give me 15 points, and I'll give you Julio Jones, and we'll come up with the punishment. Oh, done. Done deal. Julio Jones. <laughs> that was ballsy. That was ballsy, but I feel like I feel like Julio that. Jones. You're oh. a terrible negotiator, Grant. Uh, you're, you're no serious. Well, I, I, I have great you know, I'm sorry. And nine. The judges are in. I bet that Julio would outscore Verlander today against Cardi just because I like I like to do this. Side note, why didn't so, more people start Musgrove? I felt like that was the obvious, the only obvious thing to do. Bobby, this why is baseball? baseball? This is like, football. You know, on Thursday. No idea what we're talking Great, about. Great, you brought it up. You brought I it up. It, mine was about betting, not about baseball. You went complete baseball. I was about betting. <laughs> So, <laughs> tell the people we're, we're trying to uh, get some ideas as far as wagers, as far as punishments. Uh, tell the people to tweet us. You know, our Twitters will, will, will be uh, you know we'll throw it out there as far as on the old Twitter machine. I'm sure they they follow you anyway for sure. Grant, tell the people your Twitter. Bobby, tell the people your Twitter in a second. Um, you know, we want to. I guess we we want to be punished. Is that what's going on here, Grant? Um, I am a masochist, so yes. Is that the right word? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I, I've uh, I watched billions, and I believe that's the correct word. Yes, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you guys watch billions? It's a really solid show. I, I watched the first episode because I love Paul Giovanni, but uh, I mean, I, I stopped. It's one of those shows you that's call, good, but I can't. Paul Giovanni, dude, I can't pronounce anyone's name. Wait, how can you that mispronounce his name? His his dad. I love Paul Giovanni, commissioner of baseball too. Bart, Bart. He's, he's the guy that the band is Pete Rose. Nice yeah, guy. I remember. Remember that. Remember that, that card that they, they had, like a card that was worth a lot of money. With he had like a signature thing. And when I used to collect baseball cards when I was a kid, that was what stuck out. Yeah, Sorry, we should uh, really have awesome. our own little side. I want. We love our own little side, little baseball baseball card podcast. I used to. I was kind of wait, sort of in business or something. Wait, uh, do you want to get in on this too, Dean? Do you want to pick? Do you, we'll give you Michael Thomas <laughs> plus ten. Who am I taking? Thomas was anybody? Thomas is yeah. him this year. Okay. Gonna, who am I taking? He's against? So much. All right, so. We're, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm putting the AJ. I'll take AJ Green. You get Michael Tent, Thomas minus ten, and Bobby gets Julio Jones minus fifteen. Or unless Why you want to force him to go minus fifteen. Yeah, I'll take. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take the ten. I'm fine with ten. I don't need any more. Three, four, five, six. Yeah. Why are you counting? I think I'm counting how many receivers are going to pass him this year. It's going to be seven or eight, not ten. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about minus ten points. So at the end of the season. I get AJ Green. No, I know, I know what you mean. I, I meant, I, I said, I was just correcting myself because earlier I said that there would be ten receivers that pass him. I think there's going to be. Are there injuries? It's a wash or just whatever, straight up. Uh, no, straight up. So 
I'm I'm kind of banking on injuries now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Julio is like that's your one out. I wish Julio was not in the Thursday game, even though it's a bad matchup. Like I just I think Julio's gonna have a monster season. Julio Jones who hasn't finished. So the game has game. everyone every single season he's ever been in the and league. And, and by the way, he's been amazing every single season except for like last year where he still was just really great instead of being amazing. Yeah, really yeah. Good. When when people are complaining about guys who catch seven balls for a hundred plus yards as of having a down game, that means you're great. That means you're amazing. That means you're top. He's a he's either the he's probably the second best receiver in the NFL. He's the first or second. No, Keenan Allen's the Keenan first. Allen. So Keenan Allen's the third. Keenan Allen's the best receiver in the NFL. No, 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 no. Keenan Allen's the third best. receiver. He's really good, but he's. I don't think he's. I'm not gonna. He's on the Family Feud board. I'll say that. He's sure. probably the best route runner of anybody. You, Who? You said Ray Allen? Yeah. Say it. He ran a four seven forty coming out of uh, out of college, and he's like we're talking about him as legitimately being. That's an amazing thing to do in this day and age with all these athletes. I think it's he's amazing, Keenan Allen. I, I give you that one. Great. Let, let's complete this thought. As far as crowd, we're trying to crowdsource. We want to. We want the people to give us. Uh, legitimate punishments, punishments that we can actually have as far as uh, what are weekly punishments we're going to give our, uh, our bowl takes in just a second. Whoever. Yeah, we'll, we'll have weekly punishments, but on week one of the playoffs, we can dole out the big punishment for this bet that I don't know why we decided on this one, but I, I don't know what happened there. I don't even know what I agreed to, to be honest. I hope uh, <laughs> you got Michael Thomas outscoring. Uh, well, we have Michael Thomas minus 10 points. There's Julio Jones minus 15 points and AJ Green plus zero. So even. So for fantasy points at the end of the season. No, we got to think of a well, good punishment. Yeah, well, you know what? If somebody gives us a good punishment on our Twitter machines, we'll, 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 uh, and we actually use it. If we actually use your punishment, we'll hook you up with a Rotor Gunners t-shirt. How about that? At Bobby Fye, uh, at Gene Eper, and I'm at, at DFS underscore Almanac because I just want to be as difficult as possible, that stupid underscore. And if you guys want, I will have someone forge my signature onto it. Well, that, I mean, they probably don't want that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna speak on their behalf, and I mean, and also it's a process with shipping. They gotta ship it to you, and then you ship it to them, and it's all. No, like- I, I said I'd have someone forge it, so it won't actually be oh. mine. But it'll look like mine. I can teach someone. I know some choreographers. <laughs> I know a guy. Oh, <laughs> I'm in Nashville, so I probably could. Uh, well, I don't. I'm not saying I'm. I'm not offering my services necessarily, but and so catch the people up, uh, Bobby. As far as the the Twitter deal, as far as you know, things that we we tweet out. Uh, at least what you guys did in the you know the show last year. I'm new. I'm, I know how it goes down because I listen to the show. But uh, in case people are new, they're not sure what's going down. What's uh, what do we do as far as weekly punishments? So the the deal we did the deal we've always done is we have to tweet out something that the other ones pick for us. But this year, I think we should just have it be embarrassing about us, and it's got to be about you too. Wait, what? It's no matter what, everybody what? has to. Oh, I don't want to. You're just saying this because I've never embarrassed. Grant, you yeah, don't get embarrassed. That's a terrible idea. It's not worth it for you. We, maybe we should change this one up without JM here. Because Grant doesn't get embarrassed. But I get embarrassed way too easily, so that this doesn't no. work for me. No, I do. I think, Dean, you're probably you're, – you're number two in the power rankings in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there are power rankings, apparently. Yeah, I'm definitely the worst. I mean, I don't um, know. Maybe I do get embarrassed and I just don't show it. That's good game theory, guys. That is good game theory. Look at you. You're a terrible you're negotiator, ever. but you're good at game theory. There you go. You're scoring at home. Um, but in Grant, you, you, you're the ones that, that kind of comes up with these tweets, and uh, I guess you're the most creative when it comes to it. But, yeah, and, and well, I guess do we have uh, – has something come up organically, Grant? Did you have a bold take uh, based upon the conversation that we've had throughout the uh, – well, we're coming up on an hour or so. I mean, me and, me and Bobby are both on Case Keenum as a quarterback. What about <laughs> – 
I, I don't know what me and Bobby disagreed on. There oh, was, yes, we did. We disagreed. We just disagreed on this whole thing. What are you talking about? As a season, I mean, we can take high-priced wide receivers, but All I'm right, not giving you case. Okay. I'm not giving you Keenan Allen. I'll take Dalton versus Keenum. Okay. That's interesting. Well, well then we need a third one on here. Yeah, we do, because we are on the same page there. So we need to find something we disagree on. Um, you guys can both take him for all. Like, hey, no, I know, by the way, you know what's funny is Adam Thielen actually had more fantasy points last year than, than, than A.J. Green did. Like, that's the yeah, one. but he doesn't have Case Keenum anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. We'll see, we'll see no, F it. I'll take Tyrod. You can take Keenum. All right. Bobby. All right. Uh, I think we should do this. I think we should, you know, we'll pick one of these categories or whatever. I like, I like Tyrod, too. That's the problem. He's the other guy I would be using. Well, you can have Tyrod. I'll take Case Keenum. But I don't want to do – we should do one that we actually disagree on, not one we're forcing him to disagree on. Well, Dean disagrees with us. I don't disagree. I just prefer Dalton, which is a weird sentence, but, like, it's no weirder than Case Keenum's going to annihilate anybody. I don't know. Who's a low-priced wide receiver you guys didn't like? Well, I mean, Cole is obviously the chalk play, right? All right, Bobby, did you have one that you really liked? I really like – how about – why don't we just do best point per dollar or bold call and we'll decide who, who loses it? Well, Bobby, if you hate AJ Green so much, how come? You, why? Why would you not like Ross? Like this seems like a he, he's going to get behind the defense. John he's Ross. saying Dalton's terrible. Oh, I look, dude. I I, I I don't hate I don't hate Green so much this week. It's in general this season that I'm talking about. Fair enough. I just, and I don't. I prefer the other guys in his price range this week. That's what guys. I, FYI, all this is figuring out how we're going to do this the rest of the season. So sorry for the <laughs> for the family bickering. Let's just take a point should, dollar player. We've probably done this off air. <laughs> This is, this is the dress rehearsal, right? Week one's not till next week, right? This is like week three of the, the preseason. Is that what's going down? Or no, this is real. This is, this is actually going out to the people. This is real. This is actually going out to the people. I'm sure they want to know what goes on behind the scenes or on Let's the just season. Do highest point per dollar score and just pick any player at any position. Or all, all running backs. Whatever you want. Anything. I'm okay with any of this. Let's go tight end since we haven't talked about any. Oh, beautiful. I like that idea. <laughs> um, any tight end, 3.5K and under. How about that? Oh, I have oh, a guy. Yeah. I, I like – it's a weird I, – I don't mind Jordan Reed just because I know he's healthy and he's 4K. At least as far uh, – didn't he have, like, bones removed from his feet? That's never a good sign. Where He had, he had bones he wasn't aware of, I think. Bones I aren't relevant to your life. I mean, bones have zero effect on the way you live your life. Can we make it 3,600 and lower? <laughs> okay, so you can have Jack Doyle. Okay, you can take I mean, Jack Doyle. I, I will be playing Jordan Reed and Jack Doyle everywhere. All right. Uh, Dean, you're up. Uh, I mean – I don't want to – I mean, am I going to say ASJ? Are we going to make it – is ASJ finally going to happen? Like, we keep trying to force this guy. But, you know, the Giants are really bad historically against tight ends, 3.2K. Uh, I mean, I, you're, you're, you're not giving me much of a choice here, unfortunately. Okay, we can go hard. Do you want to take Jordan Reed? There, there's, a, there's an interesting guy in there. I'll tell you, I'll tell you somebody who I really like, uh, you know, for the season at tight end is Trey Burton, but he's not, he's just a little bit too expensive and he's on the slate. He's on the main slate. He's yeah, that was my number one. That would have been my number one guy. That's everyone's number one. Everyone's, everyone's high on Trey Burton. Everyone. Yeah, I'm always going to give you the chalk answer. Have you met me before? <laughs> <laughs> you know who's the best tight end in football? Anybody who plays the Browns. That's the truth. The problem yeah. is that dealers don't utilize their tight end that quite a Don't give away that problem. secret. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to say that, Grant. Of course, I said it every single week last season. I would want to get you on it. Worse, they're playing more. Ba- it's really going to be bad this year. Oh gosh, who's not a bad play actually? I know Brown's tied in himself. I think he takes a step forward this year. I don't mind him, but was he three point four k? That's not so bad. Yeah, Joku's a great. I think that's 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 your other uh, other guy. The problem is Pittsburgh is really really good at limiting the position. And they have been for a while. Does anybody have a strong stand as far as tight end? I don't know how we've got four. I mean, I want ASJ. 
if Vance McDonald's plays, he's my, he'd be my guy, but I don't think he's going to play, and he's not going to be healthy if he does. You don't want the outlaw, Jesse James? I don't think that's a bad play. It's, it's not. I'll take Jesse James. I don't care about the first, losing the first week. Well, you can have either one. Like, if, if McDonald, you can have the contingency. We can build the contingency. Sure, why not? If McDonald goes, he's yours. But uh, if not, you default to James. Does that make sense? Right. That yeah, that's fine with me. Bobby, who's your tight end? Well, the guys I'm playing, I'm going to be playing Davis. I'm sorry, I played Reed and Doyle. But Doyle's my guy, I guess I'm saying. Um, right. I, don't know, I don't feel as comfortable quite with the situation, but I love Doyle. And right. I really like, I think that Evan, I'm uh, sorry, that Kyle Rudolph is going to have a huge week also. Even though he's more expensive, but that's just a side note I wanted to throw out there. I just don't know how it's going to break there in Indy with Doyle and, uh, you know, they brought in Ebron, who was like, it's going to be Doyle. <laughs> but they don't really have a third receiver or a second receiving option. Eric Ebron is a pass-catching tight end who can't catch passes. Like, what is he going to do? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's so like, talented, though. That's why he was in the NFL. Talented guy, but literally cannot catch a ball to save his life. It is kind of disappointing to watch him play football, but, uh, I mean, he's got to be more talented. I don't know, whatever his spark score. He's got to have a better spark score than Doyle. But whatever. No, Doyle's, Doyle's good, man. Doyle's a, Doyle's a very, very underrated tight end, and he was clicking – with luck before luck went down a couple of, a while back. Um, I think this is the spot. I'm going to go up. I like Doyle a lot. All right, so Dean, who are you taking? Do I get Reed or do I have to default down to uh... – If you're taking Reed, I want ASJ. AS... Oh, okay. I, was, I'll, oh, I guess I'll take ASJ. Well, oh, gosh, the famous last words. <laughs> I guess I'm taking ASJ uh, versus the Giants at 3.2K. I'm not enthused about it. Well, he but... has the best quarterback in the league throwing to him. Um, I don't believe he does. You're talking about Boros Combat? Yeah, Bortles comment. I haven't heard that name. Yeah, that's they used to call. They, they call him that. Uh, you know, I'm with the UCF. So I got to represent. That, that's they call him back at UCF. It is weird about Bortles that, like, I don't think he's necessarily the worst quarterback in the NFL, but I can't think of anyone worse than him. What was more impressive, by the way, the UCF humble brag or or the Harvard humble brag? Which one is more impressive? I, I don't know why anyone would brag about UCF. <laughs> I mean, they're only the national champs. <laughs> Come on. No, that's right. They could have won the title last year. They probably should have. At least get a share of it like they did back in the 90s. <laughs> there you uh-huh. go. At least wait one person. That's good enough for I me. I mean, you're, you're still living in Florida. Sorry, Dan Bach. Well, no, no, I'm not in, no, I'm not in Florida anymore. Florida I wasn't talking to you. I was just talking about people that live in Florida. Can I ask you oh. that question? How did you What's live that? in Florida? Florida is the weirdest place. It's the weirdest place. <laughs> It's much weirder on the internet. Like a lot of weird. Like, that you no. see, like, everything's weirder weird on the internet, Dean. Dean, I used to have to spend a, a week every month in uh, just outside of Tampa, and I couldn't. I thought it was literally like I was in the worst part of the South. Like, there's a lot of crazy things that happen in this country, and usually it's from people that ha- are from Florida and Arizona. You know, it's crazy. Australia, Australia of the U.S. <laughs> no, <laughs> Australia is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Miami's pretty neat, but a lot of parts of Australia, if not all of Australia, is the same. We take out Sorry, Dean, I didn't give you a chance but, to answer. So, that, but... so Grant, you know, it's interesting. You were taking shots. So you're saying uh, Chick Fil A is a bunch of liars. I'm going to tell you who's a bunch of liars because Bobby, you mentioned South and you mentioned Florida and you mentioned Tampa. The University of South Florida, University of South Florida, if you're looking at a map, resides in Tampa. South Florida resides yeah. in Tampa. They are frauds. Everything in Florida is it's so weird. It's such a weird place. It's not in South Florida is the point. Point the old map. It's not even close. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's an absurd. Hey, whatever. guys, this is a good time to bring up uh, week one. RG's having a nice little hangout thing in Florida with Dan Bach and, and Stevie TPFL and I think Will. I'm saying that because they, they're all the people residing in Florida who are going to hear this and, and shake their fists at us in anger. 
Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I lobbied for it to go down in Nashville, but uh, I, I didn't have the votes, unfortunately. Uh, I was outnumbered, and I, I, if I lived in the, well, I think I'm pretty sure we lived in Charleston. That's not. I don't know how far that is away. I think they're in North Florida, kind of in the Jacksonville area. Is that Charleston's cool. Good for Will. That's a cool place. Yeah, well, that's where I used to live too. But you know, we can be talking about these things off air. The people right, don't right, really care right. about that. <laughs> no, no, no. You can actually stay tuned for this long. I'm impressed. <laughs> Should we do Super Bowl you know, picks, guys? Maybe <laughs> Superchargers. In, in the comments, in the comments section, uh, just so we know, you listened all the way through. Uh, is there? We should have some kind of code word, Grant. Well, what should they put? Like their favorite Simpsons character or something in the comments section? No, I'm gonna but think of something. Convert- what, 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 what do you need the code word for? Um, well, I mean, just to let us know, <laughs> like, just give, give us a way that they know that. Uh, they listened all the way through. And I mean, I, I'm not promising t-shirts. The code word is Florida. Bushiest beaver. Put bushiest beaver down at the very beginning and then dot, 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 and we'll know you no, listened no. through. Grant, is there's children listening. I'm maybe. Wait, <laughs> Wait I wasn't referring. No, I was referring to. follow-up question? I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking follow-up questions. That wasn't, that wasn't well, dirty. Oh. I believe it was a contest in the state fair. Wasn't not dirty. I mean, you made it dirty. No. What are we playing? Okay, what I'm gonna Google this. I'm gonna Google this right now and see how it turns out. Oh my god! Wrap up You think? Do I need to go in incognito mode first? <laughs> Bobby, what do you think the people should put in the comment section for making a? And how about the, you know? This is a work in progress. I am new to this team. I just oh, it was from the office. Bushiest. Be- Oh, it was a joke in the office uh, during the Dundies. He gave busiest beaver to Phyllis, and it was bushiest beaver. It accidentally yes. said. That's what it's oh, from. I knew it was part well, of one contest, just, and it wasn't dirty. Can you tell us your favorite character from the office? How about that? You can do that as well. Either one uh, works. Yeah, that's a great one. All right, we got it. We got it sold, guys. I think you um, got to go chalk though on the on the best character from the office. It's kind of sucks, but you do. There is no chalk, like especially there's, the side there's, two chalk, there's two chalk characters from The Office that are so far better than everyone else in the show. Then name it. Michael is my favorite character, like in well, television. No, Michael's a terrible person. No, no, as a character. What are you talking I about? I know, but he's a terrible person. It's just so awkward. It's hard to watch sometimes. It's amazing. Everyone it's says he loves him, but it, no, I'm not a Michael guy. That's the whole show is based around him, which is which is the David Brent character that Ricky Gervais created before in the British Office. Both of those characters are like the best characters in television history. What just happened in the last ten minutes of the show? <laughs> the best character is Dwight. Dwight would be the other one. He's the other Chuck. The best character is Jim. Then no, he, who's he the best non-main character character? Creed. Creed. It's Creed or it's Kevin. It's very clearly it's, Creed or Kevin. Oh, it's got to be Creed. Maybe, maybe, I think Stanley's in the conversation. I think he's in the conversation. No, get out. No, Stanley's not that good. No, get Stanley he's out solid. of here. No. Get Stanley out of here. I, just like Robert, I missed Michael. I thought Robert California was pretty funny. Oh, that's Robert exactly. California was the best character for the short period. No, stop it! You guys, now you guys are ridiculous. You're just trying to insult me because no, that was, was James Spader, Spader is an incredible actor and great in everything. That's a different does. conversation. That is a different conversation. All he did was play the character he played in Boston Legal and put it into the office, and that's why he was absolutely incredible. Nobody watched Boston Legal. That's because everyone was dumb. Back in the day when it was on TV, and now it's not on Netflix or anything. It goes on Netflix, it becomes one of the most popular TV shows, and becomes a cult classic. Wow. Arrested development, they bring it back. Oh, gosh. Okay, one uh, football note that we should just mention before the show's over. (laughs) Guys, are you still listening? Are we recording still? Um, We are. 
Yes. Just because we didn't mention his name and when he, if he scores the most fantasy points, and he's a guy that I hate, but I think he's going to have a huge week is Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon isn't even going to get half the carries. It's going to Eckler. I don't think so. That's an Eckler outscores Melvin Gordon this week, guys. Grant, you are okay. Can I get the excellent? You don't like, understand what, what they're doing. It's so obvious. They look. He got. He, he's not the guy who can handle all the carries later in the season, especially. He'd been beaten up for a while, so they started giving Eckler more of a workload. That's not going to. That trend is not going to continue. Just not going to happen. Disagree. I have people in the Chargers organization, and by that I mean a guy that accidentally snuck on the field and got arrested. Oh my god. <laughs> on that amazing note, uh, George Costanza taught us to, to, to you know, just leave on a high note, right? I don't know if that was a high note, but sure, let's pretend like it was. Uh, we have to do Super Bowl picks, guys. It's the first one of the year. We have to it's the Chargers. The Chargers win the Super Bowl. Okay, who are they, who are they beating? Which is ridiculous. I don't care. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. Chargers win. Who's in the other league? I don't know who's in the other league. We'll go with Minnesota. Uh, I, like, I, I like Minnesota, too. I think Minnesota. I think it's going to be, oh. I, gonna be Minnesota and uh, – who did I have winning it all? Let me just take a look. Wait, no one's even going to hear our picks because they stopped listening. Well, I don't care. I want, I want to say my. I want to say it so we can have on the on the on. I don't know some sort of thing about it. on record. On the record, on record. I couldn't think of the word <laughs> I was looking for because I'm trying to find this. Um, wait, I did have a different team than any of these teams. Okay, anyway, so Dean, pick two teams. Who's your teams? Um, the Jaguars are yeah. going to win the No. There you go. Yeah, they're going to be my next pick because they have the best quarterback, and quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Bortles Combat, half sag uh, UCF. Uh, I did want to say, like, you know, and please feel free, and, like, and they're, they're going to butcher, they're going to attack us this last 15 minutes or so. But, like, I'm happy to hear any constructive criticism. What do you guys want to hear in the show? And again, bear in mind, it is a, uh, this is a first look, first thing you do in the week. You're not listening to this podcast in theory on, like, a Saturday or Sunday morning. There's a lot of other uh, content out there from RG. But, uh, you know, let us know what you want to hear. And uh, please tell us how uh, we should, uh, you know, shame each other with bets and things of that sort. We will uh, happily play along. We, we like it. Grant, what do you have on the road with the people? What? What's on the road? Give me the road. Yeah, give me some of the road. Um, I, I don't know. We're going to stay by. I don't know. I don't, guys, if you've been wearing the same pair of shorts for two weeks and it's really hot, they probably smell a little bad. Even if you can't smell, they definitely smell bad. You don't know your own smell. For Bobby, for Grant, I'm Dean. Thanks for listening to the absolutely epic early week podcast. Holler. Steelers win. Hey, kids.